Hey everyone, I'm Mary Kate and welcome to Women Changing the Game. Join me as I sit down with ambitious, powerful women who are coming off the bench in the sports industry and are changing the game as we know it. Get ready for women in coaching, photography, events, sales, entrepreneurship, and so much more, all in the industry of sports. If you're here to get some amazing advice, stories, and laughs, then stick around. Looking to start your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Women Changing the Game. We have such an amazing guest today, trailblazing for women in the NFL and making history left and right in the sports industry. She is the assistant running backs coach for the Washington Commanders, making her the first Black female positions coach in NFL history. Before that, even, she became the NFL's first African-American female full-time intern when she worked with the Carolina Panthers. Our guest background doesn't only lie in football. She previously coached the Johnson & Wales University women's basketball team, guiding it to a Division II championship in 2018. There's so much more, but let's welcome our guest, Jennifer King. How you doing? I'm glad we could uh, make this work. Glad to join you. Yeah, I'm so glad that you took the time to come on and thank you again. We're really excited to have you on as I'm sure the listeners are as well. And I just want to say congratulations on everything you've accomplished thus far. I can tell how hard you've been working from the beginning and you know, what does it mean now to be in this position as a coach for the Washington Commanders? Um, yeah, it's been a, quite a journey for me to get here. Um, you know, it definitely wasn't an overnight type thing. So it took years to get here and a lot of dedication and sacrifice, but uh, definitely thankful for the opportunity I have here in DC and things have been going great. I work with a bunch of great guys and our, and our players have been awesome. That's really great to hear that you have great players as well. Um, I'm sure that makes it easier, but I saw you actually play football, which is cool. And tell us about that. And um, I know you play up until now, but what was it like when you first started playing and how'd you get into it? Because I, I definitely wish I had that exposure um, to know it was possible for girls as well, or I'm sure many other girls do, but um, yeah. Yeah, I got into it um, when I got out of college. You know, I was playing basketball and had an opportunity to play some basketball professionally, but uh, I was kind of was tired of playing basketball. I got tired of practicing, so obviously it's time to probably get out. Still like the games, but not the practices. So uh, I was actually playing pickup basketball and someone talked to me about playing on a women's tackle team. And um, it's like what I've been waiting for my whole life. You know, I love football for my whole life. And uh, so I joined the Carolina Phoenix at that time as a quarterback. And um, past 13 years, I've played for the Phoenix. I've played for the New York Sharks, uh, DCD within a DC prodigy. So just officially uh, retired a few weeks ago, but a uh, great run, a few national championships and um, so many great teammates and friends. So uh, it was just an awesome opportunity for me and I've loved every minute of it. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Even being a quarterback, that's so cool. Um, and then you could, you clearly have a passion for the game if you um, turn down basketball opportunities for this. So that's also cool to hear. Now, does that transfer over to coaching, being able, you know, having that experience playing and having that credibility maybe? Yeah, I definitely think it helps. You know, um, the guys know that I've played and yeah. some of them have, have dug in, dug up some clips and, you know, things <laughs> like that. But I think it definitely helped going into the building uh, in Carolina and everywhere that I've been that I've played. I think it adds extra level of uh, validity to these guys. So it's been cool. Yeah. And do you get to like practice with them as well, kind of, since, you know, you know what you're doing? Yeah, I throw a lot, man. Once they find out I can throw the ball, you know, everybody wants extra passes. So, uh, you know, I, I throw a lot of footballs during practice. Yeah, what a great thing, too, as a coach. I'm sure they're happy that you can do that for them as well. Um, and I was checking on your LinkedIn, and I saw things like personal trainer, too, police officer, even, sports commentator. Um, can you talk to us about this and those different experiences and, you know, maybe how they've helped you get to where you are now? Because some people listening might be worried to go on a different path um, and afraid of steering in the wrong direction. How have those different opportunities actually helped you? Uh, man, it's crazy that I, I probably use something from everything that I've had almost every day, um, just pulling things from different jobs that I had. And at the time I was doing them just because I was a, I was a college basketball coach, but part of the time I was a volunteer assistant until I got bumped up. But um, so I was having to do what I had to do to survive and, and pay bills. So I did a lot of random things and um, but I'm thankful for them all. You know, the police department I worked for was great in High Point, North Carolina. Uh, worked with a great group of people there and had a good time. And um, who knows, I might still be doing that if I didn't leave to take my head coaching job in Charlotte. But um, yeah, I, I use use things I learned from everything, you know, and there's something you can do, um, you know, to pull that knowledge from each experience that you get. So um, I use it all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure basketball, especially as well. How did that transfer over the different sports? And, you know, is there a different pace in the game or is it different from when you were coaching women's basketball to now working with men in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, coaching is coaching. Um, it's teaching, um, essentially. So definitely use the things that I learned coaching basketball. I had some great mentors when I first started coaching college basketball. So they taught me just how to be successful, how to win, how to get the most out of your athletes. So that's definitely um, something that's transferable. So I've used uh, those lessons that I've learned uh, as a young coach in basketball and just carried them over to football. Yeah, and you mentioned um, mentors. Um, I just listened to the podcast, Earning It, and your episode with Coach Rivera, who mm -hmm. I kind of saw as a mentor for you, was talking about how the first thing he noticed about you was your passion for the game. Um, and I heard you talk about how you would watch practices even from the gates for the, the Panthers. And can you give us that story? Because I loved hearing um, <laughs> about your start. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So when I, when I took my head coaching job in Charlotte, um my office was next door to the Panthers facility so like literally next door so the only thing separated like where I parked in my building was just like this black iron fence um so you kind of see through to practice um and I would just sometimes just watch and you know we were so close I could hear practice in my office so I could hear the whistles I could hear the music um in my office so uh I was just looking you know kind of on the outside looking in which is funny now um but I just ultimately made a decision to find a way how to get inside the fence and uh, we kind of went from there. 
Yeah, that's so cool. It's kind of like it was meant to be that you were right there and something was pushing you to go over there and just watch and listen. Um, and how has, you know, Coach Rivera been a mentor to you throughout this process? And um, I know he, you know, was there for you when you first started. So how has that been with him? Yeah, he's been great the whole time, obviously, um, bringing me in for my start. You know, I thought I was going to be there just for a weekend and ended up being there for a few months. You know, he kept inviting me back. And, um, you know, he's always been good, and you know, to share words of wisdom and just to watch him lead a team um, now in two different um, franchises has been a great experience. And, you know, he's a player's coach. Coaches love him, too. So it's a lot you can take from him. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like that's really important to have someone who truly believes in you. Um, so tell us about this um, a day in the life of assistant running backs coach for the Washington Commanders. And maybe during the season, do you have a routine? Is every day different? Um, maybe for those who are interested in possibly going into a position like this. Yeah, the, uh, our, our in-season days are kind of ridiculous. Um, I bet. You know, we'll, we'll get in super early uh, in the morning and stay super late. But there's a lot of meetings and practice, obviously, and more meetings and just preparation that goes on. So, I mean, it's not it's not uncommon for us, at least on, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we may work, you know, 16 hour days or something like that. So we're, we're pretty much at work all day and all night. You know, when we get there, it's dark. When we leave, it's dark. But um, that's what we signed up for. You know, that's what we wanted. And it takes a lot to be successful on Sundays in the NFL. So uh, we're just trying to help put our guys in the best position. And that's what I try to do every day. Yeah, for sure. So you definitely have to want to put in the work and be passionate about it if you're going to work those long hours to so do sleep at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a premium during the season. All right. <laughs> um, is there a specific like game or moment in the job where you um, like just were really excited or passionate about coaching and maybe leaving you with a great memory? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's so many games I can look back on. You know, I think Football wise, um, you know, my first first game uh, with, with Washington was big for me. But, but then, you know, when I look back to my Carolina days, when I started as an intern, you know, early on in that preseason, we're playing the Patriots. You know, you're looking across the field during the national anthem and there's, you know, all of their stars. That's when they still have Brady and Gronk and uh -huh. obviously Coach Belichick. So to look across and see that um, is kind of a, a full circle moment for me. Yeah, is that ever intimidating or, you know, we could go touch on also have, what has your, been your most challenging moment? Yeah, no, it's not intimidating. You know, I know I belong to be there and, you know, I earned my spot to be there. So I, I love it. Um, you know, they say pressure is a privilege and that's something that I always live by. And, you know, I've been fortunate that the places I've worked, the guys that I work with, I really don't have like a bad story, which is good, you right. know, and I know that's, that's just my truth. I know other people may have had their challenges, but I'm thankful for that and thankful for the people that I've been around. Yeah, that's great to hear that you really haven't had an issue and that everybody's been supportive of it. And um, I think, you know, as long as you're good at the job, like you've clearly proven that's all that matters. And, you know, that's what's going to get you far and get you to the places that you want to go. Um, but definitely the importance of the history you've made is just great for representation of girls wanting to be in this position. And what does it mean for you to be a woman in sports and be a woman in a position where where girls now are looking up to you and seeing you and being like, oh, I can be her because, you know, I have this representation in front of me now. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, to get here, I always, I talk about that. I made a, a choice to be the representation I didn't have. You know, I didn't have anyone look like me coaching football when I was watching football as a child. But um, I think that's something that, that the other ladies coaching in the league and, and I take very seriously um, just to be positive representations and role models. But, um, you know, like you said, it took a lot to get here. So I think, you know, people have to be willing to put in the work. You just can't like football and be able to coach in the NFL or in a college football level. But um, you know, it's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, I think we we're the right group right now that's coaching to be those those kind of leaders for that next group coming. Yeah, for sure. I think definitely um, representing that you have to put in work and time and really grind for it and show your passion is so important. And it's so important to have diversity for different perspectives as well in the league. Um, have you felt like you've been able to, you know, put your opinions in that um, creates a diverse opinion in the league or like others of, as well alongside of you? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one cool thing about how we do things. I mean, the floor is open essentially every week when we're game planning. And if you have an idea, you know, let it be known. It doesn't matter who you are, which is cool. So, you know, our game plan, obviously our OC has final say and he, he has a large input into it. But if you have something you've seen that you think may work, you know, he definitely listens and, um, you know, that's what you want. It's not like it always goes in or whatever, but that's all you want is just to have that ability and that open communication. And, um, you know, I've always had that with them. Yeah. And I'm sure it's important too to have confidence and um, sharing your ideas as well. Um, and with so much going on, do you have any tips for, um, you know, how to stay motivated or inspired to keep working towards your, your goals and dreams, whether that's in the industry or wherever and any rituals or routines that you have for this? I mean, you have to be that self-starter, um, you know, to, to stay in the sports realm, you know, everybody wants to work in sports, it seems like. And, you know, it's super competitive to get that opportunity, but you have to stay the course. And it's going to be some no's. Um, it's going to be some tough times, but how bad do you want it? That's what I always think about. And, um, you know, you're going to do what it takes and, you know, create opportunities through networking and different different avenues. But when you get an opportunity, you have to be ready to roll. Um, I think it's so important to prepare for whatever you want, you know, because you never know when you may get that opportunity. So don't don't get an opportunity and you're not quite prepared for something you say you want it. So uh, just stay ready, you know, so we have to get ready type of thing. Yeah, I love that. And you talked about um, getting no's and how do you deal with that? And what's your advice maybe for someone who gets a no and doesn't understand that maybe another door is going to open for them? Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. Like you can't, you can't let no's deter you. Um, you know, KL, the great NC State basketball coach used to always say when life kicks you, make sure it kicks you forward, right? So when it fell or knows, make sure that that pushes you forward. Don't let it hold you back because um, it's going to happen. You know, it's not a it's not a straight line to get where you want to go to. It's it's a curvy road, you know, to get there and it's tough. So um, definitely got to lock in and, and let it kick you forward. Yeah, definitely, especially in the sports industry um, and in a position like you're in. Um, but back to speaking about goals and dreams, what are your future goals that you have for yourself, even though you just started um, two years ago with this job? And and where do you see yourself going even further? Yeah, it's kind of crazy that um, I'm so locked in and just doing a really good job where I am right now. I learned early on coaching basketball that you know, you get your next opportunity by doing a great job where you are. Um, you don't start looking too far ahead because then what you're doing is, is you know, it's kind of slipping. So uh, I really stay locked into what I'm doing and, and helping our guys and helping our, you know, our running backs coach be the best group we can be. 
And I know ultimately that'll help lead to more opportunities, but I'm not, you know, worrying about that or chasing it or anything like that. I'm just taking a day at a time. And, you know, I know one day new opportunities will come um, just from the work that I'm putting in now. That's amazing. And what is your like favorite part about being in Washington and being, is the fan base, you know, exciting or do you love the area? What's your favorite part about being in that area? Yeah, you know, our fans are cool. They're super passionate. Um, DC is a great city though, great brunch uh, on the weekends, but so many uh, things to do and all the monuments. I'm kind of a, a history nerd. So I love the museums and oh, awesome. just to hang out at the monuments. Um, so, you know, I love DC. Yeah, perfect place for it then. Um, and then going back to mentors, you obviously talked about Coach Rivera being a mentor, but have you had any women mentors or role models that you've looked up to, whether that was when you were younger or now in the position that you're in? Yeah, absolutely. I've always had, you know, women mentors, um, just starting, you know, my mom at a young age, seeing her work and help provide for, for our family along with my dad. And then, um, you know, and even now I have mentors, some are in basketball, some are in football, um, some are not in sports at all. So I think that's the biggest thing is to find a, a well-rounded group to look up to and talk to because they all have different perspectives about things. So uh, they've been big for me. And, uh, you know, I'm a big advocate for people, you know, get mentors. Yeah, for sure. And you talked about um, having them in basketball as well. Could you just touch on if you have a job in a different field or a different sport, and then you're switching over to maybe another sport, how do you, how would you go about that? And um, what's your best advice for somebody switching over to a different sport? Yeah, it's tough. You know, you got to kind of start over in a way, but use those contacts that you know to help out and just build those relationships. You know, the same thing that made you successful and that other round will help make you successful in, in the next one. So um, I think it's important to build those relationships and obviously, you know, have a good idea what you want to do with it and, and be good at what you're doing, but build those relationships. And, you know, that's, that's what the sports business is, as with so many other industries, is building relationships. Yeah, for sure. Networking is a huge thing. I talk about that all the time on this podcast. Um, and then just a final piece of advice for girls wanting to enter into the industry. Yeah, um, you know, I touched on it earlier. It's about, you know, perseverance. It's going to be hard. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, you know, you're going to you're going to meet the right person or whatever's going to happen. Sometimes you got to put the work in and, um, you know, stay the course. If it's something that you really love and that you have a passion for, um, just keep going. You know, things are going to go wrong, but keep going. Uh, create those networks. We talked about those opportunities. And, you know, whenever you get an opportunity, you got to go in and kill it. And, you know, I don't say go in and be extra and OD, but just, you know, do a great job to the point where when your internship is over, somebody's missing you because, you know, like, dang, who's going to do this now? They were doing that. So um, just, just have that mindset heading in and, um, you know, everything will work out for you. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. It was awesome to hear your advice um, and your stories about building your way up to this point. And it was just great to have you on. So thank you again. And we'll see you next time on Women Changing the Game. I appreciate you. All right.